Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. This is Rahul Reddy. Today is July 23rd. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Reddy and Newman PC has been conducting Zoom or conference call for the past um, 11 years. If you can, please fill out the Google Sheet. Those people who fill the Google Sheet will get the preference because it takes. It will be easier for me to respond. It saves a lot of time if you fill the Google Sheet out. Kirti? Hello. Yes, Hi. Kirti. Uh, I did my master's in computer science. And in mm-hmm. my 12-month OPT or the initial OPT period, I received a unpaid internship opportunity. Mm-hmm. Will I have any issues during my H-1B or green card process now or in the future? And is there any time limit on how much uh, I can be on unpaid uh, uh, internship during the initial OPT? Um, on the initial OPT, you can be on unpaid internship for all 12 months. Okay. And okay. is there, uh, yeah, sure. And it won't uh, uh, affect my H-1B or green card process now or in the future, right? No, it won't. Okay, thank you. Me, Lalita. You need to unmute yourself, I'm sorry about that. So my H-4 EAD uh, is under extension. So today or tomorrow morning, I'm going to send that. But uh, Mm -hmm. it is expiring on September 19, 2023. I'm not sure if I received the uh, decision before that time. So I was just wondering Mm -hmm. uh, if I continue my, if I can continue my current employment during, until I receive my decision or not. Uh, no, ma'am. I continue, should I give do an you, example? Uh, do, you, do you have the passport stamping until September? Uh, I have a passport stamping until May 2024. My husband changed employer uh, and so we got an uh, stamping until 2024 because we went to India. Okay. But, uh, wait, wait. So you have a passport stamping until 2024. But what about yes. the what about the uh, what about the uh, one second? What about the I ninety four? You have I ninety four until two thousand twenty four. Uh, I have to check that. I traveled back to India. It should be updated. Yes. Okay. Do you know if the I ninety four is until two thousand twenty four? I, I don't know. I have to check that. Okay. What, if, what, what So if your husband has changed the company, you must have got the EAD from the previous company too, is it right? Yes. I, I have EAD from previous company. This is the first time I'm going to apply Wait. for extension. So with the previous company, when is the EAD expiring? Uh, this year, uh, September 19. How come the H4 is expiring in 2024? And EAD is expiring in 2023. Uh, because I travel to India. Um, so once is extended. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. If your I-94 is extended, ma'am, you have a 540-day rule. That means that you can continue working, though. But I don't want to speak with you right now because it's very confusing. You need to know if your I-94 is expiring in 2024, your EAD is expiring in September, 2000, uh, uh, September August of 2023, you filed an extension. You can work for up to 540 days after your EAD expires. Okay. Okay. Thank Next you. person, yeah. please. Thank you. Gautam. Hello. Hello, sir. Uh, so I just wanted to know about the change of status to F because I got accepted in a college and I'm currently in the US right now. And mm -hmm. I wanted to know if I can attend college if it's under process. I've come on B2 visa. You come on a B2 visa and yeah, you can attend the classes while the process is going on. If the uh, most of the universities allow, if the universities allow, you can. Okay. Yeah. Some people say that if I get the receipt and that's enough, but the college says still it's since I've come on B2, the, like I can't attend till it's approved from the USCIS. That's why I was like, yeah, some of, the, some of the universities will not. You can do premium processing, get the F1 approved faster though. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. I'll look into that. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. You can do premium processing because premium processing, you can. Okay. Do, yeah, that's easier for you. Uh, how long okay. will it take usually premium processing? Premium processing will take only two to three weeks. Okay. And they say that 90 days is the best option, right? To wait 90 days from when I arrive? Before you file the F1, yes. Okay. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. Next, next person. Nishant. Hello, sir. Uh, I have a doubt about my new employer. I'm going to a new job. They already filed my H-1B uh, transfer petition and it got approved. However, they are delaying my joining date. Uh, may I know if it is fine if it crosses the 60-day deadline since my H-1B transfer petition is already approved now? Or uh, do you, I need to work you, about it? You're working with the old company. You're not working with the old company. No, I left my old company. I actually got laid off. So it's been uh, 50 days now, but they are the new employer filed the H-1B petition and it also got approved. However, I'm a little concerned that the joining date might cross the 60-day deadline. So there are, um, there, there are ways, I mean, it, it's considered to be status violation for those period of time for which you are present in the country after 60 days. Um, it, is a, a, it is a violation, but will it cause any problem in the long run? No, it will not. During stamping okay. and all, it won't create any because um, yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's I, I would I would recommend if it's one or two weeks that I mean I'm not going to say anything okay if I were you yes. I will not do anything if it's more than that I want you to consult a lawyer okay okay sure thank you so much Nikhil yeah, I posted my question my grace parents in some fifth uh, August can I file B two online application on second and if I file, can I get an instant receipt number? Yeah, you can do so. You can do so. Absolutely, you can do so. And uh, you can there's file a an online application. Yeah, go ahead. What's the follow-up? 
So yeah, so once I file on online application, I will get an instant receipt number and then I can use that receipt number for a future employer if I get within a month or someone to use that, right? Absolutely, absolutely, you can. Thank you, sir. Yeah, but you have to wait until the H-1B is approved. You can't start working once the H-1B is being filed. Next person, please. Paninder. Hey, hello, Rahul. Uh, uh, I got a job uh, recently and I'm um, is certified. And right now I have a 10 days grace period uh, like left uh, within the 60 days. So do you recommend me, like right now I don't have a pay stubs and I have bank statements with me that my salary got deposited. So would you recommend me going to premium processing? Is it okay or like uh, there is a chance of RFE if I go for premium? Like no, you can go for premium. I don't see any problem. Well, so they have not given the pay stubs. You can, yes. what about the, do you have access to the payroll company like ADP or whatever that company it is? No. Why are they not giving I, the pay stubs to you? Last time we discussed, uh, I'm going to raise that in WH4 also. Right now, like I was concentrating mostly on the transfer part. Uh, like I got a job. So I was... Uh, yeah, go for the premium processing. Go for, go for so, the premium processing. So it shouldn't be an RFE or anything like that, right? If there is anything, you can explain to them. Okay, sure. Thank you. Next person, please. Venkatesham Srinivas. Venkatesham Srinivas. Gunjan. Hello. Can you hear me, Rahul? Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Uh, my name is Srini and I am on H1B. Uh, my 140 is approved with priority date 2017. Now, my daughter is 19 and a half years and by end of 24 December, she will cross 21 years. Mm -hmm. Now, my question is, should I switch her now from H4B to F1 or another alternate is my brother is a citizen here and he's asking whether he can adopt my daughter. So adoption, one... has to, uh, adoption has to take place before the child is 16 year old to get any immigration benefits. Oh. And there are other requirements for adoption. If the adopted child has a parent, there must be a two years sole custody. That means that, that, that your brother should have the sole custody of the child living with your brother itself. So that's very unlikely to happen. Even if that happens, yes, he cannot transfer any immigration benefits because she's already 16. Um, with regards to H4 to F1 switching, it depends on when is she expected to graduate though. I would recommend uh, somewhere in 20, the third... 20. Third year, of the a, third year of the college would be a better time. And there is a, there is also a premium processing though for the F1 okay. right now. Okay. Now it is her first year completed. She'll go to second year. By end of, uh, sorry, by beginning of third year, she will be in the third year. The beginning of the third year, she will be in the third year, of course. Yeah, somewhere in third year is the right time to file for the F1. Okay. okay? And if I can go for premium. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't get approved by fourth year, first semester, you go for premium at that time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Gunjan. Gunjan. Hello. Yes, Gunjan. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, hello, sir. My name is Gunja. Uh, sir, I am currently on my H1 visa. 
and uh, my employer has already transferred my uh, h1 visa from a company to like a b company his own companies are there for him so he has already transferred me to b company we have received the receipt of a uh, h1b transfer b company uh, like one month back mm -hmm. and uh, but we haven't received the uh, i797a yet for me and my whole thing is in process now my wife has a h4 visa uh, which is filed on the basis of a company which was i before now she mm -hmm. has to tra travel to from india to usa next week like uh, on this 28 mm -hmm. so my question mm -hmm. is will she be able to travel because i have already started working for b company but uh, like the two paychecks are already been produced now so would she have a problem while coming in because i am already to come working for b b company but i haven't received any i797 approval or anything yet it's just in the process yet absolutely not a, absolutely not a problem she has okay. a h4 stamping with company a you are working yeah. with company b even okay. though you are not working for company a you are working for company a. absolutely not a problem not only that, when she comes into United States, mm -hmm. tell her to show the company B's H-1B approval of yours and request an I-94 until company B's H-1B when it is expiring. They will give it to her. Oh, sorry, sir. I didn't get you the last part. Uh, what you say? I, I didn't get the approval for uh, the company B, but I have the... Uh, when only your, the wife, your wife will not have... I oh you have a receipt of company B or you have an approval of company B? No, no, receipt, receipt, not the approval. Okay. Yet. If 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 it's a if it's a receipt only, not an approval though. Just let her come back, don't do anything. If it's an approval, give her the approval, tell her to show the approval when she's entering into the country. Okay. Okay, but uh, if she don't have if I don't have a approval, uh, she should not enter the country, right? That means or she, she can. can enter the country. She can. Absolutely not a problem. Okay, she can Next enter person. the country. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Next person. Please. Amir. Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I have a quick question, sir. So I was laid off um, July, so, not July. June, it, it yes. The end of June, so end of June, July and August. Well, and June 22nd. September. You need to file a B2 application. But yeah, you need to so, file a B2 application though. Even when they get an approval next week, they already filed for transfer. Hopefully to get an approval next week. So even if you have an approval, you, you think the joining uh -huh. date should be If it's approved, if it's within one or two weeks from 60 days, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm going to just tell what I would do. I would not do anything. But if it's more than two weeks beyond 60 days, I want you to consult a lawyer. Essentially, okay? so joining date should be within 60 days. Is, is That's what the rule says, yeah? Right, right. Otherwise, you have to contact a lawyer. Okay. And so question. just another follow-up would be, uh, sure. and if some another company, company C gives me an offer and they also file before the 60 days is ended and is it okay to still switch to company C? Did they get the approval? 
Well, so I will get an approval for this one and they will might file after two weeks. Um, so will that be okay? Because it will be before so, 60 days. So I'm days. not understanding. I'm not, I, I couldn't understand. Company C so, will file when? When, when would will the company file C after file two weeks. on the application? They will file after two weeks after or so. And when um, would you be joining? Would you be joining company C? I would rather join company C not company B, uh, but because their process so is ending only you, now. Mr. Mr. Patel, when would you join that company? Well, well, I was thinking after 60 days, but now what I understand is the joining date should be within 60 days. So I'll, I'll have to first join B and then decide on C. Okay, that's better. If you join within 60 days, you're good. Got it, sir. Thank you very much. Gayatri? Gayatri? Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. My question would be like this. The six-year cap ends in February 2025. Can I ask my employer to file my own 40? Uh, you can't file I-140, H-1B, and H-4 extension at the same at the same time. Because the address where H-1B goes is different mm -hmm. than that of the I-140. So first you need to get the I-140 approval and then file all the things. Okay, but H1, H4, EAD, uh, I mean H4 and the EAD can be filed together, right? H1B, H4 and H4 EAD can be filed together. And they should be filed together. It's preferable that, that they file it together, ma'am. Okay, another follow-up. Uh, while my perm is on process, can I travel to India just in case of emergency? Like my parents are sick, so just in case if there's an Absolutely emergency. Absolutely not a problem. Not a problem. Thank you, Next thank you. Jessica? Hi, sir. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, so my situation is that I was connected to a company determined to be OPT fraud for four months back in 2018. Uh, I got my H-1B visa in 2019 and went through counselor processing the same year. And I've also had two H-1B uh, transfers in 2020 and 2022. So um, right now I'm planning to travel outside of U.S. for H-1B visa stamp in September, but I'm concerned with uh, the OPT issue being brought up during visa interview or when I come back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering for my you situation. Two... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you said in 2019, uh, you got I... the consular processing and you went to your country to get the stamping yeah i got the stamping uh, and i came back Shruti, can you hear okay yes yes sir. even though even though you give the stamping in 2019 though um i don't it was this particular company which was a red flag was recent uh, Sir, sorry, you were Rahul, now we are OPT fraud company. Rahul, your voice is getting. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm in a location where it's very hard. When is the time period for which you? When is the time period of the OPT fraud was been unraveled? When did the comp, When did you get the news that the company is a, a fraud company, though OPT company? Yeah, it was so can, um, it was flagged, but it's not like the those largest when, when, two. When when was it flagged? 
um, in 2020. So I think it's after I got my H-1B okay. stamp and I came back to the country. But after that, I did uh, the two transfers and uh, my one before. Yeah. yeah, but that's USCIS has done okay for you. Now you're going to the State Department that needs to say okay to you. Not only that, then you're going to come across the CBP, Customs and Border Protection. They have to say okay to you. I would avoid it, Jessica, if you can. Okay, okay? so you would suggest me staying inside the country? Right. Um, if and, I have to travel yeah, outside, if, the, if then I you're have risking. To, okay, so if there... If you have to travel, then you're risking you'll be significant risk whether you can come back or not. Okay, I see. If there's a problem, is that something your firm can um, help me to work mm, on? Let's say that if you take our help though, our charges are going to be high and we have less than 5% success rate and that you have to wait approximately one to two years to come back into this country. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, sir. Okay. Shivam? I would, I would not trust Reddy and PC and travel. Next person, please. Shivam? Hi. <clears throat> Hi, um, I'm Shivam. Go ahead, I'm a 19-year-old, uh, yeah, I'm a 19-year-old student, um, currently on F1, uh, Canadian citizen. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents, mm -hmm. I went 40 date is June 2016. So uh, going mm -hmm. through them is like not really a good option for a green card. Um, so I kind of wanted mm -hmm. to ask, you know, I'll be, I'll be going on STEM, STEM OPT after I um, graduate uh, 2025. And I wanted to uh -huh. figure out what the best way to get uh, my green card would be. Would it be to go to the h one lottery or would it be uh, to try to get F1 to green card directly because the dates, you know, current for Canadians. You, you said you were born in Canada, is right? Yeah. Okay. Unlike your parents, you don't come under the India quota. Um, definitely, you should try to get the company file a green card application, but you need to have a backup plan of filing a, a H-1B also for you. The reason is um, we don't know if the priority date is going to be current for you or not going forward. So you need to have both options, H-1B and also the green card option. Your green card will be very good for you, but if we don't know. You're you're saying the priority is current right now, Shivam. But how do we know if the priority is current two years from now? Is right? Mm. Right, that's true. So you, yeah. So let's not just hundred percent rely on the green card priority to be current for other nationals. Let's not rely on that one though. I would have an approach of H one B. I would also have an approach of a green card if I were you. Okay, um, should I put one before okay. the other? Um, well, you know, H-1B lottery is only you can file every March is right. You know that that is right. But green card, there is no time limit mm -hmm. when you can file. So as soon as you get an opportunity, I will file the green card application. When it comes to the H-1B lottery, the next H-1B lottery is March of 2024 have about one by fourth chance or one by fifth chance of getting it. And the next lottery will be March of 2025. And the next one will be March of 2026. 
So yeah, for starting the green card application, you can do right now. For H1B, you have to wait until March. Next person, please. Shravani Reddy. Shravani Reddy. Agardeep Chaudhary. Hey, Rahul. Uh, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yes. So After changing the employer, if the H1B category with new approval petition, does a visa stamping in passport, which was the previous employer name and petition number becomes invalid once the previous employer revokes the H1B, okay? Once the employer revokes H1B. Um, so uh, the passport visa does not become invalid, uh, Mr. Chaudhary, okay? okay? So if you are working with company B, company A has a visa stamping. Company A's visa stamping is, let's say, valid until September of 2024. And yeah. you're working with company B. Can you travel on the stamping where the company A has revoked the H-1B because you're no longer working for the company? The answer is simply, yes, you can. But when you come back into the country, you have to show the CBP, the company B's H-1B approval, and you have to tell them, I am working for company B, even though my stamping is with company A. Absolutely not a problem when you come back. But what I want you to do is make sure when you come into the country, check online I-94. If they, here is what happens. You do a mistake, I do a mistake. The CBP, the Custom Border Protection, does a mistake. Who gets to suffer? That is going to be you, Mr. Chaudhary. Okay? Got it. Mm -hmm. So what you do is, as soon as you enter into the country, you check online. Is the I-94 expiration is reflecting according to the I-797 I of company B or not? Right. If it's reflecting according to the H-1B approval of company B, you're good. If not, you need to contact a lawyer. But you will have no problem in travel. Even so I can enter, can but I can request. Withdraw. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry to break yeah, you. So I, I'll you just. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So go what I was saying, like I was just uh, asking, I can request the CBP officer to uh, to give me the new I-94 expiration date with, according to I-97 of the company B, right? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And, and traveling is fine, right? With the previous uh, visa. Absolutely not a problem. Next person, please. Thank you. Ravni. Ravni. Um, can you guys hear me? Hello? Yes, go ahead, Shani. Um, hi, Rahul. So um, I'm on H1B. Uh, I'm working for a company here, uh, but I'm also planning to start a, a business with a citizen, citizen here. And um, we consulted a CPA, and because it's a two-person company, he is suggesting that I should be um, listed as a secretary in the company bylaws. Uh, but no. the secretary has some roles. So uh, how would you suggest no. this to go? No, no, they um, can, they can, they, you, they don't have to list your secretary. They can, um, there can be one owner and they can be transferred to ownership later on though. You, you should not be listed as secretary. Will you have any role in the company, Shravan? Um, right now, he is listing me as secretary because it's a two-purple company, don't. but uh, how do I, how don't. can I uh, be listed don't. as a 50% stakeholder? There, there are. You can be a hundred percent stakeholder if you want to. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, not I don't know. You can be hundred percent stakeholder, but you can't be the president of the company. You can't be the secretary of the company. There are ways around it where they don't have to list you as a secretary. Okay. I see. Okay. Uh, would um, probably I'll schedule a call with you then to get some help. Yeah, mo there. most probably schedule a call in August second week though. Okay. 
that will be much better august next person please august second yeah thank you venkat ramakiran venkat ramakiran harshita hey hi rahul this is harshita can you hear me okay yes correct harshita uh, i just submitted the form uh, do you want me to repeat it or no ma'am um, my fiancee is on cpt will be able to travel to india and come back without any issues ah uh, cpt from which university kumbalan campus will or harrisburg no it's um um i don't remember the name he's on the call if you could unmute him actually indiana i believe indiana university yeah uh, did he completed a master's degree before yes he did and this is a second master's he is arshita uh, this is a actually he second master's like, he's doing this right yeah he it's his phd he has already completed his second second master's as well uh, uh, okay so it's a phd okay it's a, is it a phd where he is going to the live classes or is it the remote classes um, so he he attends the university to maintain his which, service uh, record you uh, can you repeat again harshita mm -hmm. but does he stay so in you... the same place where the university is conducting the classes oh uh, no he is not yeah they don't consider those universities as genuine universities ma'am so i don't want him to travel on a cpt okay mr shidari sir yeah i'm i'm here um, so you're saying I, i believe the university is genuine and his company is actually offering his phd as well i have to determine those things very clearly ma'am the way you spoke it doesn't look like it is genuine university though okay so company sponsoring and all those things are not are not relevant whether the university is genuine or not is the thing that can you name the university it's indiana it's indiana university. yeah in is it indiana indiana university what there are indiana universities are, there are many indian universities uh westland indiana westland university let me check on that okay yeah yeah does he have a passport stamping expired or is still there right now it's about passport is about to expire in february 2024 uh but his visa is expired but passport is still valid oh, no i'm not speaking about passport i'm speaking about visa if the visa is expired it, and what is his what is his phd in it's uh, actually like i uh, he's on the call as well it's hanuma chaitanya pali if you could some... but okay Yeah, Unmute. Uh, if you can't explain this, it's going to be very hard. Next, yeah, next person, please. If the passport stamping is already over, he cannot. He should not travel, man, because he has to get the stamping. It's going to be tough to get the PhD stamping. And you need to tell me what PhD your fiance is doing. Next person, please. It's in business administration. Yeah, we. I do not recommend he go for stamping, man. Certain, okay. certain, uh, certain things. are not designed to do phd's ma'am like computer science people don't do phd's in computer science there is no requirement for it it's more experience lawyer you know do you do you ever see phd's as supreme court judges no you don't so that phd's kind of thing is mostly in scientifical areas like biochemistry pharmacy those kind of things phd's so for this kind of phd or business administration it's very odd and it's very hard to get the passports stamping 
and uh, I would not recommend he travel. Next person, please. I will okay. take the last two callers, guys, as I'm getting time. And uh, you can make an appointment at any time. Um, my link is provided. Uh, the last, uh, second, the second last caller right now. Sana? Hello. Sana. Uh, hi, Mr. Reddy. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I can hear you, Sana. Go ahead. Yes. So I'm an orthodontist here in Dallas. So uh, I'm on currently on uh, H-1B visa and I'm looking into opening a practice right now. So I need little information on EB-5. Like uh, there are different type of investment amounts for EB-5. So in my sector, what would be the amount which I need to invest and how long the process will be? And can I take a mortgage for it or no? Um, you will be opening in which area of uh, Texas, you said? Uh, in the Dallas itself. So it's 1.8 million, ma'am. Uh, and, okay, so if it's in the city, then it will be 1.8. If it, uh, if I go in a little bit rural area, uh, it has to be very far away from the city, though. Not like you just get out of the Frisco. You go, uh, let's say Frisco is there. You go 25 miles north of Frisco. Can you just open it? No, it still comes under the MSA. So it has to be very far. You know, if you want to take an example of it. Take a city called Childress, Texas. Google it out, okay? The nearest highway there is uh, about yes. 120 miles. And probably, <laughs> um, I would say that uh, it, 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 when I was there, the nearest uh, uh, McDonald's was about 90 miles. Now, of course, they have McDonald's now. So it has to be a remote area okay. if you want to invest half of the investment. The second one is, the second one is that you have to risk, you invest $500,000. And let's say you take a loan of $1.8 million. Are you risking the $1.8 million? No. If you lose $500,000, what will I, I mean, the rest of the money is bank is going to lose. You're not going to lose. Is that right? So, yeah. so um, you have to invest $1.8 million for EB5. With regards to the eb um, I will tell that it's a good investment, ma'am, because you, between EB-5, do you know how long it takes for you to get a green card in EB-5? If you a permanent green card, it's approximately 10 years. I know you won't believe it, but just go to the USCIS website, looking to the processing time. It is uh -huh. 10 years it takes for you to get a green card, okay? Uh, so okay. I would invest myself I would invest myself in EB-1 though, because EB-5, you lose. We, you, you win, the lawyer wins. You lose, the lawyer still wins, okay? EB-1 yeah. though, you lose. Uh -huh. Actually, you even, you lose. You even, you, you still is, it's like this, you know, you still win because there's not much money involved in it. So I would invest my energy into EB-1 rather than EB-5 now. So the EB1 you already is have also, EB2? Uh, yeah, you it's in the process EB, EB1. Uh, yeah, EB2 good. is in the process no, already. Good, good, good. It's in the process, good, good. Mr. Reddy. And That's EB1 That's is you do, like a... Good job on EB2. 
Sorry, Mr. Reddy, I'm losing you here. So I'm sorry to interrupt also, but another one question would be like, how long it's gonna be taking me for EB1 category? Because I heard the news about delaying uh, Indians right now. Even though it is delaying Indians, uh, it's not going to be much delayed. I'm expecting it to be backlogged about three to four years from now. That's what I'm expecting it to be in the future. I can be wrong. EB5 also oh. will be backlogged. By the time you get the green card, EB5 will be backlogged too. Next person, please. Okay. Thank you so much. EB5 is already EB5 is already backlogged to Indians right now. But it'll be more backlogged. Next person, please. Sandeep. This is the last person that we'll take. Hello, Mr. Rahul. This is Sandeep here. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, indeed. Uh, my yes, situation question. is my situation my situation is my priority date is current uh, since quite a while, but that's with my previous employer and my current employer has not yet initiated my perm filing. They went the process, but with the current decision looming of whatever reasons they pulled it back. So here's the thing: I have to respond to NVC notice and wanted to check: is there any you know? Uh, so way around uh, as a compelling circumstances wherein I could file 485 because party rate being current for quite a while. There is no compelling circumstances for 485. Okay. If your company is not cooperating, um, you can still retain the priority date though, even though it's current. You can still retain the priority date. Okay. But my problem is you have, your priority date has been current for a while, is it right? Yes. Um, See, the situation was uh, I I had to go to India to, to right to, now. Yeah. So I had to travel to India for uh, you know uh, visa related issues back then, and I could come back only mm -hmm. last year. So I was working with my previous employer and the current employer. Whatever worked well, you know, to get the thing taken care of. But as of now, still uh, you know stuck with in the same limbo. Yeah, there is no compelling circumstances for eight five. Okay. Okay. So, okay. And I, I do have to respond to NBC. To get the labor and I one forty approved as well. You don't have to respond okay. to NBC. That petition is going to be abandoned, and you have to file a fresh labor and I one forty to get the priority date ported out. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you. Sure. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. The next Zoom call will be tomorrow at eleven thirty. Sorry. They couldn't return to all the people. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.